Welcome to Coach My Wellness, a weekly show dedicated to bringing you information about healthy habits and behaviors just for the health of it. Here's your hosts, Joanne and Tammy. Welcome to Coach My Wellness, just for the health of it, with Joanne Orchan and Tammy St. Clair. Today we're going to talk about moving into the holidays and how to make your way, way through them without gaining a whole lot of weight and in fact maintaining and maybe even losing. So it's the time of year everybody is dreading right now, right? All the Halloween candy just passed, you're trying to get rid of it, you took it to the office, you got it out of your house, hopefully you didn't eat it all. And now it's like, ah, Thanksgiving's here. And the holiday season is like a three month junk food marathon like oh my god starting in the starting beginning of november we're all eating all the baked goods right my grandmother used to make cookies starting in november and we used to eat cookies from november through january and i know that in my house i'm not the only one that grew up like that so the entire holiday at the end of this month is basically based around a meal as opposed to our family. And so we have to work on changing that perception. And for sure, with everybody driving and flying to get to some place, what do we do when we get there? We eat, we eat, we eat. But before you start dreaming about that pumpkin pie and stuffing, consider this. On average, Americans tend to gain weight over the holidays every year and it often accumulates over time. So the goal is to get to after January 1st. So say, you know, first holiday in January after that, and you haven't gained any weight. Joanne, what do you think? What's been going on? What do you have to add? Well, my goodness, Thanksgiving is certainly on the horizon. And so many people I'm talking about with is, the situation of how to party for the holidays without putting that weight gain on. And I know that sticking to the normal dietary regimen that one might have can really present a bit of a challenge for people. And when I think about the holidays, I've realized that food doesn't seem like food. Well, what do I mean by that? Well, food takes on a different characteristics when it's filled with temptation amongst all of the traditions. I know, for example, that When it comes to Thanksgiving, I use a lot of my grandma's recipes and it Mm -hmm. almost doesn't matter to me if I'm full or not. It's because it's grandma's, then I indulge in it. However, if you're not observant and careful, the pounds can just really pour on. And did you know that in the five weeks between Thanksgiving and New Year's Eve, that the average American can add up to eight additional pounds during that particular time period. So even if you don't pack on quite that amount, there was a study that was done by the National Institute of Health, which suggests that Americans probably gain about a pound during the winter holiday season. But this extra weight accumulates through the years, and it could be a major contributor to obesity later in life. And that finding runs contrary to the popular belief that most people gain from five to 10 pounds between Thanksgiving and New Year's Day. There was um, 
an article that I recently read, and that conclusion was reached by researchers at the National Institute of Child Health and Human Development, as well as the National Institute of Diabetes and Digestive and Kidney Diseases. And the results of their study, which appeared in the New England Journal of Medicine, were staggering. The findings suggested that developing ways to avoid weight gain during the holidays might be extremely important for preventing obesity and the diseases associated with it. Now, again, it might not seem like a lot of extra weight until you consider that those extra holiday pounds do not typically melt away before the ball drops on New Year's Eve. Instead, it really is a catalyst. And there are studies, Tammy, that show holiday weight gain can be a major contributor to additional weight gain throughout the year. Either way, the holidays don't need to be such a big issue. And to survive this holiday season and beyond, while trying to keep that waistline intact and trying to party healthy, not hearty, just think about that. And I know you and I are going to talk about developing some strategies before the holidays begin so that you have a game plan in place with strategies to help your hunger and appetite stay in control. One of the things that I tell my clients all the time is that Thanksgiving is one day, maybe two days. It's not a free for all from Thursday of Thanksgiving until New Year's Eve. And unfortunately, <laughs> that's that's what so many people just let themselves indulge in the holiday parties. And, and just as a quick side note, in the past several years, one program that I have run between Thanksgiving and New Year's Eve was a three-week cleanse period. And I know that may sound a little strange, but my goodness, I have to tell you, it was so successful for keeping people structured and on track and having some tools in order to help them to not to put on a significant amount of weight through the holidays. Well, I think that's a good way to do it in having a structured program because so much of the time during the holidays, people are so busy and they're like, oh, well, I'm just going to eat whatever because, you know, it is the holidays and I only get this once a year and I'm going to eat as much as I can so I don't miss it. Except that your body doesn't really care. You, you're you going to pack on those extra pounds and you never really take them off. Well, so, some of the things that we can talk about, uh, the number one thing that I always really think about the most is having a game plan. And what you can do is for several days prior to your holiday feast, consider reducing the amount of fat and dairy in your daily meal plan. This way, you can eat a bit more during the holiday meal without worrying so much about it. And the trick is to make sure that you have a great meal or a snack prior to arriving at your party and to bring a healthy appetizer along with you so you never arrive starving. Right. And in doing that, you also are bringing something that is compliant with what you want to eat, how you want to feed your body. Another thing to do is to make sure you're drinking water. When you get to the party, you know, there's usually a lot of alcohol or eggnog or punch. And so it's a lot of sugar and you get thirsty. And what it does is it just drives that thirst mechanism. But if you're drinking water, so your body is hydrated, then you encounter that a lot less. So 
and make it at least a gallon a day. And you're like, oh my God, I can't do that. I, that's a lot of water. And it is if you're not used to drinking it. But if you start early and in November and you start adding an extra glass of water every couple of days, keeping track of them, by the time Thanksgiving gets here, by the time we make it through the holidays, you can be drinking a gallon of water a day. You'll be past all of the, oh, I'm going to run to the bathroom five times, you know, or every five minutes, you'll be past all of that and be able to enjoy the holidays without being dehydrated, looking fresher, your skin will look better, all of those things. Yeah, you brought up an interesting point. I have, you know, many people when we start to hydrate our bodies and put water in, they tell me, oh my gosh, I'm running to the bathroom a hundred times a day. Liter- not literally, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I also want to mention as a side note is if you are drinking a lot of water, I would try to suggest to finish your intake of water, say by seven o'clock at night. And the reason is that if you have a lot late at night, that will get you getting up to the bathroom, perhaps in the middle of the night, even more than you used to. And just remember the effects of not getting good sleep and having disrupted sleep and waking up a lot are not beneficial either. So as much as you're drinking water, drink it, but just be mindful about when you consume the intake so that you're not up several, several times throughout the night. And and trust me when I tell you that after you start hydrating your body, I would say within a couple of weeks, all of a sudden you don't have those urges to run to the bathroom anymore because your organs and your body are absorbing the water that's going in because your organs and your whole system, digestive system really needs the fluid. So it's, it's a great thing. So in, in getting sleep, Sleep is important to keep yourself rejuvenated. And I know as we get into the holidays, we tend to sacrifice our sleep schedule because we think we have so much more to add into our days. But sleep is very important because without it, it makes your body think it's starving. And it's also going to retain water. And in doing that, it's also going to store fat. So your body is going to start craving sugar just as we're getting into the pie and cookie season. And then it just adds into that, that cycle of sugar, creating a craving for more sugar and I'm not getting enough sleep and my body wants sugar to keep me awake. And so it just keeps going. And so most people need at least seven hours at night maybe you need more. I'm a person, I really need somewhere around eight and a half or nine to feel really energized and good. I don't always get that, but that's what I need. And it's the most important thing you can do for your health as well, because it allows your body to rejuvenate itself. I love, I love all these tips and my personal favorite, (laughs) you're going to laugh because this is something I really do live by. I cook Thanksgiving dinner every year and have a pretty major one. I know you've come to my home, Tammy, and you've experienced it. I go a little nutsy, but I love to do it. It's a big tradition in my household. And one of the things that I always do, and I say this, it's called cooking your skinny jeans. Mm. 
And it's one of my personal favorites. So while I'm working in the kitchen, I always have great music on and I like to feel a tad uncomfortable. <laughs> I know that it just might be enough from tasting too much of the food that you're cooking mm-hmm. as the excuse while you're just trying to really watch what you're doing. So I so get out of your sweats. Don't don't cook Thanksgiving dinner in your sweats and right, exactly. and then go get dressed. You're going to do it in your skinny jeans. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. What I do is I always wear an apron when I cook to make sure I tie that snugly as well. <laughs> Adding a little bit of I'm a clean cook. Yes. <laughs> restriction in there. Like, yes. You know, so you don't have to, when you're thinking, oh, I have to let my, let the button out of my pants while I'm cooking. Yeah, no, it's, I've had a little too much already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. another, another thing that folks can do. And I know you like a very traditional Thanksgiving that your family that you've had for years and that your grandma made and as is most people, but have you thought about changing up the menu a little bit, adding a healthier dish, taking a dish that grandma always made with heavy cream and butter and everything, and maybe lightening it up a little bit, maybe using a little less butter maybe using a a half and half instead of heavy cream or things like that. So changing the menu and changing how you make things, it's funny when you think, what's more beneficial to me, my health or my yams with marshmallows on top? Hmm, my sweet potato casserole with marshmallows on top and a cup of sugar in there on top of sweet, sweet potatoes. So, um, you know, just trying new things, opening up people's palates. And remember, you can still make grandma's things, but maybe you make a smaller amount or you just change how you make them. Well, you know, it's interesting that we're talking about this. One of the projects that I'm working on is I've taken, my grandmother was a cook and (laughs) I have recently found recipes that were hers that are from almost a hundred years ago through my family. Really? Oh, wow. And I have pulled them all out and I'm in the process of putting a cookbook together because it's something that I just feel is worthy. The recipes are just fantastic. Yet in going back and looking at a lot of these older recipes, and maybe many of you can identify with this if you're making something that maybe your mom used to make, but my goodness, have things changed. The amount of types of fats that were used in cooking and the types of oils that were used and they're just Hello, lard anyone yes <laughs> I didn't want to say lard but lard is actually written in some of these recipes um, and there are just so many substitutions that we can incorporate where you wouldn't really know the flavor difference. And getting away from Thanksgiving for one quick second, an example of this was, um, I believe that it was you that recommended to me to try the protein-based pasta. Mm-hmm. And wasn't, right, it was yep. you. And yep. I don't eat pasta much to begin with, but- and she was so resistant. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I was giving her looks. I was eyeballing the box up and down. Of course, it wasn't fresh, but it, no, not fresh pasta. It was the box pasta. Sorry, Chef Ramsey. Um, (laughs) But when I tasted it, oh my goodness, you'd be hard pressed, anybody. 
I can't even imagine that anybody could say that there was a difference in how that pasta tasted versus regular box of pasta. And when I look at what the benefit is that even if I have a smaller amount of it, then I just know that I'm getting all this additional healthy stuff and more protein mm -hmm. uh, going, in, going in. So that was really great. But there are a lot of other things that we can do to tweak recipes. For example, you can use some stevia instead of sugar in an apple pie. And of course, I always say use fresh instead of canned. So fresh sweet potatoes instead of canned jams. How about that? Uh, even though I do make the, do make, I'm guilty as charged. I make the sweet potato pie with the marshmallows on top. <laughs> what I also do though, is I just bake a few plain sweet potatoes so that if somebody wants to make a healthier choice, that it's available. You can take pecans, for example, and put them on top of your sweet potatoes or yams instead of marshmallows. Mm -hmm. I use a combination of like the little mini marshmallows instead of the big regular yeah. marshmallows that my grandmother did. And I'll toast some pecans first so that they get a nice toasty flavor. And then I sprinkle the toasted pecans along with the mini marshmallows on top mm -hmm. and I don't cover it. It's not like it's this thick marshmallow coating. It's like you see the marshmallows individually all over. That's fantastic. I love that. And, you know, another thing is I have a great recipe for stuffing mix that I've had for a gazillion years. And someone recommended to make half as much as I normally do. And the truth is that there is nobody, none of you out there, <laughs> needs to have eight ounces of bread on top of a full meal. Sorry, nobody does. So mm -hmm. even if I make half as much and there isn't a much available for everybody, it's really about people just taking less. So it's right. like people naturally better. take less when they see that there's less available. Exactly. Or don't put it all out is mm -hmm. really the point. If you want to freeze some or have some as leftovers. And even if you don't make half, just think about when you have that plate and you're filling your plate up, to just take less, try the things that you want to try and take less. And we've spoken about this in the past about using those smaller plates. Mm -hmm. How about taking your salad plate to fill up for your Thanksgiving meal instead? Just a couple of side thoughts. Right. And, you know, talking about that, the, the host or the hostess is in control of really how much people eat when they're at your house, right? Just taking your house. So- by eliminating those big, huge plates that most people have because, right, they want to give people enough space to have all the favorites that they want. Okay, but use a smaller plate so that people will take less. If they want seconds, seconds are fine. But what that does is that also gives you those milliseconds for your brain to register, hey, am I really full? Hey, do I really need any more? Am I really hungry for that? And and the host or hostess can can also help their their family, their loved ones to not expand their waistline so much while still making lots of delicious things. Yeah, for sure. And as you know, we've been talking about this. I love to cook Thanksgiving dinner. And one of the other tips that I have for myself and I pass along is what I call preventing a test fest. Oh, 
You like that one? Yeah. So taste testing, believe that or not, can really pack on those extra pounds. So if you're preparing- they don't count. The taste yeah, testing yeah, doesn't right. count. <laughs> right, it doesn't count. So if you're preparing a dish that you've made time and time again, there's really not much of a need to taste beforehand. And if you want to check things out, have a teaspoon and then maybe drink a lot of water along the way. In other words, you don't have to scoop out and eat the leftover batter from your cookie dough. Oh, why not? That's the best part. Why not? <laughs> that's the whole point of making cookies, right? Is there that little bit that's left in the bowl or on the beaters if you use a mixer? Like, man, that's the best part. Yeah. And everyone who's having a heart attack because, oh my God, there are raw eggs in there. All the eggs these days are pasteurized. So it's not going to kill you to <laughs> have a little bit of cookie dough, unlike what it used, used to be when eggs were not pasteurized. Yeah. You know, everything as we're talking, it's really about moderation and just keeping things in mind. So it's not as though you're going in with some restrictive diet that you might be on for the holiday season. It's being mindful while you're preparing for the holidays. And when you go in for the holiday season, just have some strategies in place that you can walk through the holidays without feeling so weighed down and bogged down when the holidays are over. And Tabby, we're going to get back to the tips in a minute, but I just thought of this other thing that, do you know that 99, believe this, I read this statistic somewhere that 99% of Americans by December 1st already have their weight loss plan planned out for themselves for after New Year's Eve. Right. That's so a we staggering number. We sort of have a pass, right? If I, if I know what I'm going to do in January, well, I'm giving myself a pass because I know I'm going to do something about it in January. So right now I'm going to eat all I can. It's very funny talking about this. When I'm working with my weight loss surgery clients, I will tell them, you know, you can go into January already 10 pounds thinner. And they're like, what, what? And I'm like, because if we can work to prevent you from gaining those 10 pounds that you would normally gain by the time January 1st comes January 2nd, January 3rd, you're already 10 pounds thinner than what you would have been a year ago when you would have gained those 10 pounds. So if we can just keep your weight stable, that's a success. Oh, I like that. That's great. That's Sometimes it's just about reframing the, the time and, and the thoughts around, you know, how you, how you do it. And I like, I like that reframing. Yeah, that's, that's, that's excellent. And, you know, one other thing is also having a delay tactic strategy set in place. Mm -hmm. So I always say, enjoy the people and limit the food. Right. Having a club soda and putting some cut up fruit in it could be excellent. You know, you can mix and match the things that you do. Just try and stay away from all of the food that's in front of you and enjoy the company. So try to mingle with people before grabbing at all of the hors d'oeuvres and all of the alcohol if you choose to indulge in that while it's being presented to you. You know, research does show that eating high fat appetizers and mixing alcohol can cause you to eat more during the main course. Right, because alcohol lowers your inhibitions and then the high fat appetizers have already raised 
the amount of calories that you're getting in just because they're high fat. Yeah. So if, if people press you to eat more than you're really wanting to just say, no, thank you. Or I'll have some soon and walk away. Mm -hmm. Remember that you are in control of what you choose to ingest. Right. And I think people sometimes feel like they don't want to insult the hostess. They don't want to say, oh no, I can't do that. Or I'm, I'm going to have some later. They'll take it and just to not cause a little conflict. So kind of let's get back to some of our tips. And one of them that we also talk about, and I know you did this the year that I came, I think at your house. And just like you were kind of giving me the side eye about my pasta. And, you know, you really have to kind of do taste testing to see which of the protein pastas you like. I like one in a yellow box. Mm-hmm. My favorite one, to me, it tastes the same. That's the one I had you try. You mixed cauliflower and pureed cauliflower in with your mashed potatoes. And I'm a mashed potatoes freak. I love them. I can eat them for every meal. They're just my favorite. And when you said to me, oh, there's cauliflower mixed in there, I'm, you know, pureed into, and I'm like, ew. Why'd she go and ruin my most favorite thing between stuffing and mashed potatoes? I take mashed potatoes every time. And I didn't really notice the difference. I didn't, you know, because you have all the other flavors in there, the the seasonings and butter and stuff. And, but I got to eat as much mashed potatoes as I want without all the calorie and all the waistline impact. Yeah. (laughs) I told you there are are a lot of things that you can do like that. Um, You know, we haven't even talked about movement and exercise, uh, but one of the things is this, not just work out the day of the holiday, but really think about having a game plan in place for bumping up your exercise routines daily. Now do that throughout the month of November and December. I mean, I already have my exercise classes scheduled into my calendar, into my day. That's what works for me. That's such a good tip. You know, make that plan ahead. Make it ahead and start now. And, you know, I'm also trying to book some of the classes that I take a little bit earlier in the day so that I still have time to cook and Mm -hmm. to prepare. And just don't give into the excuse that you have too much to do and you can't get exercise in. Just remember everyone that you are worth it. You have to take care of you as you get through this. And, and the truth is that if you get some exercise in, that energy will just carry over and will help you as you're standing on those feet, cooking away for your family. Right. And when you can incorporate exercise a little earlier, You've already started to get some of the benefits from it by the time you get to Thanksgiving and Christmas and Hanukkah, New Year's, you've already begun to feel a little bit better because you're breathing a little easier, your stamina is a little bit more, and it just makes for a more pleasant season, especially when you can think that, oh, I'm not going to be so exhausted to go take a walk after after dinner on Thanksgiving, you know what? Let the kids clean up the table. Assign, you know, you don't have to be the one cleaning up everything in the kitchen. Although I know that everybody likes to be the one in their own kitchen, putting things away so they know where everything is. But you know what? 
the kids can help, the guests can help, everybody can help so that maybe you go out as a, as a group, part of your family, part of whoever is at your house to walk around the neighborhood for a little while. Uh, yeah, that, that sounds good. It's easier for good. me because I'm in the city to like let everything sit for a bit and ask someone else like, hey, can you do this while I go out? But you know, I'm laughing because in years past, what we've done a couple of times with the weather cooperates that we'll have our meal. And before we even get into dessert, everyone who's at my home will just go for a walk around the block. Right. And I think that's a great thing because it'll, it allows you to really digest and really assess when I get back, how much dessert do I really want? Right. And it gives you time for food to settle for things to digest. And it gets you out. I'm sitting here cracking up because I remember when I was a kid, we used to go to my grandparents' house for Thanksgiving dinner. Mm -hmm. And I never will forget the scene of after eating dinner and looking in the living room and all of the men, I don't know why, I'm sorry, guys, I don't mean this. The men were like sitting on the couches, their mouths open. Right, exactly. (laughs) All passed out in that Thanksgiving coma from the turkey and the stuffing, right? It's like, ugh. And meanwhile, the women are in the kitchen cleaning everything up and the kids, you're trying to push them outside out the door to go play. I remember my grandmother chasing us all out of the house. And meanwhile, this was back in Michigan in November. And she'd be like, get out, get out of the house. And we're like, uh, it's snowing outside. She's like, yeah, and you've got a coat and you've got shoes. Get out. We're, we're cleaning up in here. And she would push us all out and we'd have to go out and play for an hour or so after we would eat before she was even putting desserts on the table. That's hysterical. (laughs) Uh, Well, we have so many, this is such a fun conversation in my mind. Um, We have so many more tips to share with everybody, which we will be doing when we start with part two, which will be just in a few minutes. So hang tight, stay with us. We're gonna be right back. I'm Joanne with Tammy, and we are Coach My Wellness just for the health of it. Be back soon. Welcome to Coach My Wellness, a weekly show dedicated to bringing you information about healthy habits and behaviors just for the health of it. Here's your hosts. Joanne and Tammy. Welcome back to Coach My Wellness, just for the health of it, with Joanne Orshan and Tammy St. Clair. So, Joanne, before we went off to break, we were talking a little bit about, I had mentioned earlier about portion control, and an easy way to do that was by using a salad plate instead of a regular dinner plate. And I heard a joke one day from, I don't know, some leader that I had had, and they said, it's only a salad plate if you have salad on it, right? So (laughs) (laughs) you can have a a regular size plate and it would still be a salad plate. Anyway, it's really something for the host and hostess to think about in having, serving your meal on 
salad plates to automatically give your guests smaller portions. And people go into Thanksgiving already with the mindset that they're gonna have seconds, they might even have thirds. And so if you do it from a salad plate, a smaller plate, however, whatever you wanna call it, you're automatically giving your body a chance. And, you know, I don't know about you, but when I think about Thanksgiving and how many times people say, oh, my belly hurts because it's stretched so much I can't even move away from the table, right? I want you to think about something. Let's say you're in a hoarder's home and there's stuff all over. You can't really go through and empty that out and work efficiently until a lot of that is processed, until a lot of that is gone. Your stomach can't really process efficiently all the food you've put into it if you've stuffed it up to the very top and there's no room to move, right? When you, when you have everybody over, over at Thanksgiving and they're all in your kitchen, you're like, get out. There's no room for me to do anything in here. Your tummy's telling you the same thing. So give it some room. When you have the, the smaller plates and you have the second helping, your brain's like, oh yeah, I had my second helping. You know, you can also have a glass of water, like a nice big glass of water, unsweetened iced tea, whatever it is you want to drink that has no calories in it to help get all of that stuff going Give your body the water that it needs because usually Thanksgiving food has also got a lot more salt in it than we're normally used to having. And now we're able to process it through. It just makes for a dinner that's less heavy, that's more, your body's more able to get out the nutrients and stuff as opposed to just spending the rest of the afternoon zonked out on the couch like your your <laughs> uncles and everything you know snoring away <laughs> Sorry. one of the other things that I do and it's funny one of my best friends she lives in Georgia and uh, before she moved there she was always included in our holiday celebrations and we were speaking recently because now she reminisces she can't be here and she'll say there's one thing I always remember about your Thanksgiving table I'm like, okay, what is that one thing? <laughs> and one of the beautiful things that I've always done is I have these really beautiful water goblets that I put on my table. And a lot of what I do is I take frozen fruit and Ooh. I'll take some strawberries, some blueberries, and I put them in my water goblets so that when I fill my glasses up with water on the table, it just looks so festive, but it gives a flavor to the water. And I noticed through the years that people tend to gravitate toward that just because it looks so great mm -hmm. and tastes different than regular water and maybe keeps away a little bit from the punch that's sitting in the other room. <laughs> right. You know what kind of punch that is, right? Uh-huh. And it just makes it feel more festive, right? Because we don't, most people don't do special things to their water in their everyday life when they sit down to eat. And so to be someplace and have little fruit 
floating on the top is great. That's that's for sure. <laughs> now I make so many different dishes and I cook everything for the holidays. So it's just my holiday. I just love it. And what I think about sometimes is limiting how many different foods that you might choose to put on your plate at one time. So there are several tools that people can use out there. One is the Harvard healthy eating plate. One is my eating plate. And what those both have in common is that if you look at a plate, half of the plate is really set up with fruits and vegetables. So if you think about that, if you can fill most of your plate with say a half of your plate with some vegetables, maybe a quarter of your plate with some protein, whether that's turkey or a steak or a fish or whatever you might choose to have, and maybe then a quarter of the plate with a starch, which could be the mashed potatoes or the stuffing. Or Wait, I want both. <laughs> I know you do. Maybe <laughs> plate, um, or whatever else it is that you may want to have. And then what my rule is, when I do that and I'm consciously making those choices, I enjoy every single bite. Mm-hmm. Don't feel guilty because it's one day. If you keep it to one day, you don't have to feel guilty and you can enjoy every single little bit. So in thinking about that and continuing with that train of thought, watch out for those seconds. <laughs> if, you're, if you're putting that quarter of your plate of the stuffing on there and then you need to have your mashed potatoes after mm -hmm. another serving of mashed potatoes and maybe stuffing or a slice of turkey or, you know, a sliver of pumpkin pie, it might not seem like much, but if you do the math, a little bit more can add up to hundreds of calories. Mm -hmm. And it does take your body about 20 minutes to realize that it's full. So just wait a bit, put your fork down in between bites, chew your food, and just go at it a little bit more slowly. Yeah. And I think part of the benefit is giving yourself time to have conversation so that you, you do things in that 20 minutes. That's not just fork to mouth, fork to mouth, fork to mouth, right? Giving yourself a chance to actually let your body send the signals back to your brain. Hey, I'm full. I've got, I've got, you know, enough in here. Do you ever, I know you like to cook everything yourself, but do you ever assign dishes to other people that are coming so that, you know, it's not you doing all the taste testing? Uh, yes, I've, I've done that in the past. And unfortunately, sometimes when it comes to holidays, what do people say that they want? Oh, I want to bring macaroni and cheese, or I want to be bring the big ziti. And all of that is fine. You know, look, the holidays can be a free for all. My, my point in all of this is whether you're assigning dishes or whether you are really thinking about your menu, just have options out there for people who really might be trying to look at what they want. So for example, I'll have um, a friend of mine, she, she makes the best mashed potatoes actually ever. So I'll ask her to bring mashed potatoes. But as I said earlier, what I then will do is I will also just bake some regular potatoes and some sweet potatoes. And I have to say that people do eat them. If you give people healthier choices, and that's no different, by the way, with dessert. Right. They'll choose it. Yeah, they'll choose it. The problem is we so often don't even make those healthier choices. We don't even put them out. We don't get them. 
Right. Another thing to do is in the grocery store now, down the aisle where all the Ziploc bags and the foil and everything is, are now those little Ziploc or containers that you can get. And they're pretty cheap. And I know the stores all run sales on them right before Thanksgiving. Get them. Send food home with your guests so that you don't have a week's worth of turkey or ham or whatever and mashed potatoes and stuffing all sitting at your house. So everybody gets to have a little bit of leftovers. And I know as a single person, I enjoy that because now I don't have to like think about, oh, da, 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 what am I going to eat? Oh, I still have some Thanksgiving dinner left over. I love that idea. And I've done that in the past. And I've even gone as far as buying these tiny little shopping bags and putting labels on it and not really telling people, but making up goodie bags of leftovers to send home with people. Just a oh. fun thing, fun thing to do. You mm-hmm. can throw a piece of cookie in there too, if you like. That sounds good. <laughs> so another thing is when you're going to someone's house, arrive prepared and don't go hungry. So make sure you had a little bit to eat already. Preferably something that's protein-based. So you already have some protein in your tummy, which is taking up space, which takes a lot longer to digest than a carb or things like that. And so it's going to take the edge off of that hunger. So you're not getting there and blowing through the hors d'oeuvres until really you don't have any space left but now dinner is being served, but you've eaten your entire day's worth of nutrients just on the cheese plate. Look, Thanksgiving is a full day of eating, and there's no rule that says that you need to eat all day long. Just right. <laughs> you just can limit yourself. So come prepared, have your body full. Keep away from all of those goodies that you don't really, really, truly care about and enjoy the people that you're there with. It's just such a great feeling to get through the holidays and still pick and choose the things that you want and enjoy the festivities and everything else that you're doing, but also having a way to just sail through it without feeling so bloated and full and having your pants so tight. Save those tight pants when you cook. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you said there's no rule stating that you have to eat all day long because that's what we think when we get to someone's house or we're having it at our house is that you have to be eating from the time you get there. So there's always the hors d'oeuvres and stuff out. If you're going to someone's home and you have not eaten yet, that's what you're going to do. You're going to eat for the rest of the day, where if you've already put something in, it makes it easier to pick from the crudite plate versus the, the little round pastry puff pastry things that taste so delicious because we're hungry. But if I'm already not starving, having crudite dipped in, you know, the dressing or whatever it is, it's, it's much easier to choose that. And, you know, we talked about it earlier as well, taking that walk after you eat, go taking the dog out, volunteer to, you know, 
if the dogs go out on a walk, I'll take them, I'll take them, I'll take them, which gets you out, gets you some fresh air. Play with the kids. There's always kids at a Thanksgiving meal in most homes. Get down on the floor and play with them. Go outside and toss a ball. Do something that keeps you active. And don't put yourself in the same room as the food. Like try to get, once you're done eating, get out of that room, get out of there and go into another room. And like you said, enjoy the company, enjoy the family. And if you, you're in a family that's stressful at the holidays, take some time. That's especially when getting outdoors, going for that walk is helpful, keeps you out of the fray. I don't know how many think about this, but just by eating an extra couple of hundred calories a day throughout the holiday season, and that could be just think about one piece of pecan pie or a glass of eggnog that I know you love or a couple of latkes or maybe some of those butter cookies. Pack on two to three pounds in a very short period of time. And that might not seem like a lot to some of you, Except that the problem is that there are very few people that can shed that extra weight in the following months or even years, and it just continues to accumulate. So you don't need to deprive yourself by just eating boring foods, or there are so many other things that you could do. And by practicing a bit of what you and I, you know, talk about is defensive eating and cooking. You can Mm -hmm. really go through the holidays without making go on a diet one of your New Year's resolutions. Right. So most of us have a budget for our bank account, right? We have, I know I get paid this amount and I can only spend that amount. Well, make a budget for your calories as well. You know how much you can generally eat And so figure out how am I going to spend that wisely? What am I going to trade off? If I'm going to spend more here, what am I going to have less of there? And we do it with our money all the time, right? If I'm saving up to go on a vacation, well, then I don't really buy the extra fancy coffee, right? I can, I go, I I forego that for a month or two. So that I can put that five, six, seven dollars a day in the vacation fund. And it's sort of the same thing with the holiday season, knowing that, okay, I can be picky and choosy. I don't have to have a fancy coffee every day. I can still have one, make it a treat, and not feel guilty about having it. But you know, just paying attention, keeping my goal in sight. And I think so many people lose sight of what their goal is because they don't go into the holiday season with a goal for their health. They just say, oh, it's the holidays. Oh, I can do whatever I want. Oh, I want to eat this. Okay, fine. And it ends up, you know, getting to January and now you've gained five, six, seven, eight, ten 10 pounds, depending on what your treats or your overindulgences were. Yeah, you know, and talking about, the treats. Um, you know, I was just talking about the eggnog and I just looked this up online because I was curious, just kind of piqued my interest that, do you know that a glass of eggnog can set you back over 500 calories? Just and, who, and who drinks only one glass? 
I don't know. I don't right. know. And and that's probably like this little six ounce cup of eggnog mm -hmm. that is not when people think eggnog and they're thinking, you know, a mug, which is usually eight to 10 to 12 ounces. If I'm having a mug of eggnog versus the little dainty little glasses, which those calories and fat are, are probably much more indicative of. So you could easily double that easily. Yeah. You know, we sometimes just don't have the mindfulness to really think about the choices that we're making and the repercussions. And even when it comes to weight loss, I don't mean to get off the subject of what we're talking about, but this just brings to mind something that we talk about a lot in our groups is people want to lose weight. That's why I work with most of my clients come to me to lose weight. And when we talk about this, they have all these great expectations and it could be, well, I have to be very restrictive or I have to give up certain things. And if we take it slow and steady, before you know it, Thanksgiving will be here in 2023 or 2024. I mean, that's just how fast life really goes. Mm -hmm. And if we take some accountability in making choices and decisions and think through how we want to negotiate our self-care journeys for ourselves, that if we were to lose one pound a week, just one pound a week, just think by Thanksgiving next year, we would be 52 pounds less. Right. And we don't think about that. No, no. You know, it's like I don't... want it now. I want it fast. I, you know. Right. In the society that we live in, everything is about right now, right now, right now. And we're not really great at looking ahead or taking time. But one of the things that we can do is take some time before we take the second helping, before we take the cookies off the buffet, before we take the dessert is stop yourself and ask yourself a question. Do I really want this right now? Because you could have it in an hour. You could ask your host if you can have some saran wrap and a paper plate, take it home or container, take it home with you, have it later. We're really bad at putting off. And I know a lot of my clients and I imagine some of yours will say, well, I'm not good at moderation. It's either I can have it or I can't. It's very black and white thinking as opposed to gray, you know, the shades of gray thinking and being able to have one and not a dozen. And they say, oh, but I just can't control myself. If I just have one, then I want them all because that's how you're setting yourself up. You're setting yourself up for that kind of failure where if you begin to see that everything is possible to have, if I have it in moderation, everybody says, oh, but I don't know what that word means. Yes, you do. You know what moderation means. You do it with your kids all the time. You you know, you set boundaries, you set boundaries with them, you set boundaries for yourself on other things. We just have this idea that food, any amount, any kind, especially the ones that we see as bad, once we start to have them, 
now I'm bad. And therefore, if I'm going to be bad and I, and I am bad, then I'm going to be all bad as opposed to seeing food as it has no moral value. It is nutrition, whether it's high calories, low nutrients or low calories, high nutrients. That's what it is. And it really involves a shift in the way we think about things, the way we think about our health, the way we think about food, the way we think about our indulgences. And so little by little, we really have to work on shifting our perspective, reframing. How do we get through the holidays? How do I eat for my life? Like you said, if we go through and lose only one pound a week, next Thanksgiving will be 52 pounds thinner, but people don't want to take that long, but they don't realize that it took that long for you to gain it, right? Most people will gain on average one pound a year. So by the time you're 50, that's that extra 50 pounds you're carrying around if you've gained only one pound a year, but most people don't do that, right? They, they've gained 10 or 12 and then they've lost six. So that's still a net up of six, right? And then they gain another 10 or 12 and then they lose eight or nine they're still up one or two and over time that's how our waistlines get bigger and bigger on this little by little perspective you know you you said something before and it was talking about having bad foods and feeling bad and Mm -hmm. I really do not like using that word at all in my vocabulary as far as being accountable to myself and putting that negativity into me and feeling bad about the results of my decisions. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are really different ways that you can talk to yourself with healthier language and put the positivity. I always, you know me, I'm always switching it to the positive and really thinking about how to take the control back and what I need to say to myself and how do I develop a game plan? And it's not about things being good or bad, which so many of us talk about. It's a matter of choice. Right. So in saying that, you know, there are three things that I'm going to say. One is plan to eat without guilt. Mm -hmm. That's number one. Um, Number two is to love and to savor your indulgences. Mm -hmm. And then also just try smaller portions than last year and eat slowly. And of course, the most important piece is truly enjoying the people that you're with. Mm -hmm. And look, we all know, I left, I thought about this last year. Every time I watch TV, it's like the holiday season comes up and everybody's just so happy and the commercials on TV and it's all about joy and everything is beautiful and wonderful and perfect. And yet we all know that Dealing with family is not so true. You know, there's a lot of people that have hardships. There's a lot of things where people don't get along, but just out of family ritual, we get together for the holidays and there might be- And everybody dreads it beforehand and they drink too much while they're there just so that they don't have to deal with everybody else, Mm -hmm. you know? And it just sets up a, a, a negative interaction. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that you and I are gonna- really talk with our viewers about in the future is how to change the dialogue and the words in your head of what you choose to say to yourself and the effects that it really does have. Mm -hmm. Because 
if we change the dialogue and we change how we look at things and just calm down about all of the anxiety, oh my gosh, the holidays are coming in. How am I going to do this? If you take a deep breath and just say, okay, I'm going to have a game plan. And this is what my game plan is. And think it through. It will make such a difference for anybody moving forward to sail through the holidays with number one, feeling you've accomplished something really fantastic. You've been able to enjoy your family, but most important is, hey, I took care of me and made sure that I was okay in getting through this holiday season. Right. And that goes back to, in your point about reframing. Like whenever my clients say to me, oh, you know, something about bad food, I reframe just the way you did. It's like, no, there's no bad. And, and trying to redirect how they interact and their feelings about the holiday and what's going to happen. And, you know, dealing with the anxiety that comes along with the, the not planning where if we can plan and we can make a game plan, it really alleviates a significant portion of the anxiety around, oh, what am I going to do when uncle so-and-so says this or aunt so-and-so says that or does this, this one's an alcoholic, this one's a this, this one's a that. And so that's it. I don't want to go. I don't want to So you go into the situation, yes, all of those things may be true. You may have all of those situations happening, but if you know they're they're prone to happen, you can also make a game plan about what are you going to do when it happens? Because this is not a new movie for you, right? You've seen this movie before. You know what's coming in this movie. It's like watching Jaws and you hear that, on you know the shark is coming right so you know oh uncle so-and-so he's gonna have one too many eggnogs or five too many eggnogs and this is what's gonna happen make a plan what are you gonna do how are you gonna handle it those are all great tips for the holiday season just remember one cook from the heart Show your family and friends that you really care about them by being creative and using healthier ingredients in your food. And just pay attention to what really matters. And although food is an integral part of the holidays, put the focus on family, friends, laughter, and cheer. So we're wishing everybody we have a lot more to come throughout this holiday season to share with you and to support you. Please make sure that you tune into our podcast every Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 a.m. West Coast Time on 360 Talk Radio for Women. We also have our live Instagram Thursday evenings at 8 p.m. on coachmywellness underscore CMW. And please remember, join us on our website and subscribe to our newsletter at coachmywellness.com. I'm Joanne Orshan with Tammy St. Clair. And we wish you a fantastic holiday season. Enjoy the beautiful weather out there and love your family. Make a game plan. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You've been listening to Coach My Wellness. For more information about healthy habits and behaviors, visit our website at coachmywellness.com. 
and follow us on Instagram at coachmywellness underscore CMW for weekly live streams Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern. We hope to see you there.